Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. So glad to be with you. I am in France, or as they say here, France. <laughs> and uh, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I'm in Lourdes. I just got here this morning. I did some exploring this afternoon. And oh, I'm so happy to be with you. It's... Uh, Nice to be with you in the afternoon, although I have to say I like the morning. I love that morning energy. And our topic today is divine guidance. I was so inspired by the conversations last week, the conversation with Regina Dawn Akers. I just adore her and her sharing, our sharing about divine inspiration awakening to intuition at a new level so inspiring so many people wrote to tell me how much they appreciated the classes at living a course of miracles.com and uh, the free classes there so uh, those are continuing we've got 12 more classes how cool is that and uh, because I'm still so inspired from our conversations last week I am continuing the theme with divine guidance today. So I'm going to invite you to turn within, to place your hand on your heart as I am doing, and to take a breath. As we just open ourselves to our divinity, to the power and the presence of love. So grateful, so thankful to open ourselves in this way. We consciously become attuned to the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the Holy Self, and remember our true nature, our true self is love, perfection, wholeness, freedom, wisdom, clarity, and all good. Oh, taking this holy breath of love and gratitude, we invoke divine grace into our awareness. We invoke the higher Holy Spirit self into our awareness, remembering I am that I am. And as we become centered in the heart, wholehearted, no longer just paying, playing, oh, <laughs> paying lip service to our divinity heart service right now, tuning in fully and completely with the heart, making ourselves available for the insight, the clarity, and the wisdom that we're interested in experiencing. We're calling it forth. We're accepting and receiving it right now and allowing it to fill our very being. In grace and in gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen. Oh, yes. Mm. What a blessing. So, in addition to the classes at livingacourseofmiracles.com last week on inspiration, activating intuition. I have been recording the workbook lessons for the I 
phone and iPad app uh, that I'm busy bringing forth. <laughs> and oh, I am just loving this experience of reading and recording the lessons really percolating with them once again. And it occurs to me, one of the things that keeps coming back, one of our favorite lessons universally is I could see peace instead of this. I know many of us go back to this lesson over and over again, lesson 34, I could see peace instead of this. And what I've come to recognize about divine inspiration and intuition is it really is live streaming all the time. It's always broadcasting all of the time because it is that connection with our own higher Holy Spirit self. It's not something outside of us or foreign. Many people, when they speak about the Holy Spirit, they speak in such a way as there's a sense that the Holy Spirit is separate from them and not their own nature. And so when we recognize that the I am that I am, the higher Holy Spirit self, our own divinity, the mind of God is where we live, where we are, and that this is our true nature and our true identity, and there is no other identity. There is an illusion of a false self. And when we recognize even just a little bit of willingness to believe that this is so, it really does open up the floodgates of our inspiration and intuition. And what we start to recognize, at least I sure did, was that I could see peace instead of this, that I could receive divine inspiration, divine guidance, and divine motivation instead of being motivated by the ego. And what it required was my willingness to see peace instead of this, my willingness to release the attachment to the ego thoughts of lack and attack. And one of the things I definitely noticed and I still am aware of is that whole sequence, lesson 135, if I defend myself, I am attacked. And that experience is one that for many of us is really challenging to uh, release. If I defend myself, I am attacked. The inclination of the ego is to live in the past or the future and not the now, because now is where love is present. So when we're living in the past or we're living in the future, we're often either reviewing our thoughts of lack and limitation about the past, or we are expecting lack and limitation in the future, or fantasizing. But fantasizing is usually not so much about the future, but a means of escape from the now. So very often when we're in fantasy, we are deciding to escape from the opportunity to be the perfect givers and receivers of love right now. Think about that. Isn't that something really valuable to recognize? That when we're in fantasy or when we're reviewing the thoughts of the past, we are not available to experience love now. In our mind, we are literally closing the door on healing Abundance, prosperity, freedom, creativity, wisdom, clarity, and all of the spiritual qualities of God. I know for many of us, we don't even realize that's what's going on. That we are identified with the ego, and the ego is 
defending itself. The ego is attacking others or attacking the self. And all of that takes us out of the flow of love. Love is the healer. Love is the intuition, the divine guidance, the inspiration, the motivation to heal, to be in the flow of abundance, to be in the flow of love. So anytime that you recognize that you're focused on reviewing the past, because I, oh my God, I used to live in the past, reviewing over and over again what I should have done, what I could have done, what I might have done, what others should have done, what they could have done, in constant blame and shame, regret and resentment, cycling over and over and over again. I had no real understanding at all that by choosing to place my attention there, I was taking myself out of the flow of abundance and prosperity and healing and creativity and divine inspiration and love. I didn't know that. I thought that there was some value in reviewing and reviewing and reviewing the past, that I could somehow learn from it in a way that I could defend myself better in the future. So you see, it's just energizing more attack. If I defend myself, I am attacked. And that was another thing that I was constantly doing was preparing to defend myself. Well, if this happens, then I'm going to say that. Well, if they say this, then I'm going to say that. Always seeking to have a defense prepared. Do you do that? Oh my gosh, I used to do that. And even now, I find my mind can wander into that space. Like, for instance, today, uh, traveling from England to France, uh, I had some concerns about, oh, the weight of my baggage and different things. And there was uh, a lot of, um, <laughs> there was just a lot of, oh, uh, I don't even know how to categorize it uh disinformation or information about the weight of the bags and what would happen if my bags were overweight and things like that. And I didn't have a way to weigh my bags, so I was just concerned about how to prepare for that. And the thought would come, well, what if, and then I'd say, all is well. I don't need to worry. I'm divinely guided and inspired. There's no there's no concern. And then I could feel when I got in the airport, there was a lot of concern. And um, people were paying to weigh their bags and and uh, spreading their stuff out on the floor and these kinds of things. And um, several people made comments about the way this particular airline is run and what to expect and how they deal with things. And I... I kept holding divine grace, divine ease. I had a little weight readjustment. I had to move one thing from one or one or two things from one bag to another, something like that. But it all went fine. I had a few too many liquids. I couldn't fit them all in the quart bag. Had to let a couple of things go. It's still fine. It's still fine. But I can remember so clearly when I would have been in that defending myself, preparing for attack, in uh, stress, churning it over and over. If they say this, I'll do that. If they say this, I'll say that. Over and over and over again. There's no way to live. And I'm really not interested in living that way. And we cannot hear divine guidance when we're listening in that way. And I know I sure couldn't because I'm not interested in it. I'm not interested in the inspiration. And yet, we can drop it. We can drop it. So one of the most beautiful things for us to recognize is when we start to feel some tension 
then we're probably preparing to defend ourselves or we're attacking someone else or we're attacking ourselves. We're in the past, we're in the future. I know that this is a very common thing that uh, we talk about as spiritual students and it's it can seem like a big duh, but if we're not staying present in the moment now, then we're really not available for love, and love is our healer. We're not available for divine guidance and inspiration because we're really much more interested in the story that we're fabricating. So if we're reviewing the past, looking for uh, ways to defend ourselves Do you do that? That was something I used to do all the time, too, is review the past and think, well, I could have said this. I could have done that. Could have reviewing the past as a way of defending myself in the past as though I could. Not a way I want to spend my life anymore. And I'm grateful that these habits are really dissipating and Just as Regina and I talked about in the Living a Course of Miracles classes last week, it does require discipline. So fortunately, when we are blocking the flow of divine love and guidance and inspiration and intuition, we feel less comfortable. We feel upset. We feel bothered. We feel irritable. Going back to Lesson 34, I could choose peace instead of this. So isn't it interesting that when we're willing to drop it, drop it and stop it, then we can experience the peace that is everlasting. And when we choose peace, really choose peace, then that guidance is right there. There's some new insight. There's some new clarity. And I noticed that I am getting divine guidance and one of the things Regina and I talked about last week is training ourselves to ask for it training ourselves to ask for it you see the un the person who feels unworthy does not ask for divine guidance and inspiration one of the things that I've learned to do is to pause to pause to receive it what's going on here What is the highest and best choice for me now? What is the most loving choice for me now? And to listen. It's such a deep practice, and yet it costs us nothing. There's no cost to practicing in this way. And there's so much benefit. In fact, it saves time, and invariably, it often saves money. (laughs) And it certainly saves a lot of stress and worry and doubt and fear. So, it's time for me to uh, take a break here. While I'm on the break, I encourage you to go to livingacourseofmiracles.com if you're not already registered for the classes. We've got 12 more classes. And this week, uh, the teacher with me is Maria Felipe, one of the Pathways of Light ministers. And our topic is Unbreak Your Heart. Unbreak Your Heart. Let's do it. You're listening to Jennifer Hadley, A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk and living the love right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right. We're sharing about divine guidance. I say it that way because I feel tuned in with you, and I feel that I hear your questions. That's one of the great things about expanding insight and intuition is one can really begin to transcend time and space and hear the guidance and the inspiration regardless of time and space. And 
going into this lesson 135, if I defend myself, I'm attacked. This, by the way, is the longest lesson in the workbook. And I, um, I, I love it. it. It's one of the most often quoted ones, too. And one of these great great messages in the in the workbook is a healed mind does not plan so in the last segment i was sharing about how if we're defending ourselves in the future and uh, cuz i know i used to do that all the time if they say this then i'll say that and it really didn't matter if i was thinking about the past or the future because i would also review i could have said this if i had said this and they would have done that it's the same thing it's not being present in the moment to the opportunity for healing and love and expansion and clarity but instead being in the fantasy world of the ego So it's in a fantasy of lack and limitation, very unsatisfying, and no matter how much time we spend in fantasizing about the past or the future, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and uh, the defenses of the future, the plans of the future to protect ourselves to make something happen, to validate ourselves, to defend ourselves, whatever these plans are. It's preventing us from being truly prosperous and abundant. It's preventing us from healing the body, the mind, the emotional body, the physical body. It's preventing us from healing our relationships because any way that we occupy our mind with the past or the future we are not available for the clarity for the expansion for the cleansing of the mind the purification of the heart and it is the purity that reveals that divine guidance has been live streaming all along. All along. So Course in Miracles tells us that the script has already been written. And in every moment, what is not written is what will you choose? Will you choose the highest and best choice? Will you choose the most loving thing? Will you choose to escape time and space through choosing your true identity which is love which is the christ presence or will you choose to energize and validate time and space what will you choose will you choose thoughts of lack and attack will you choose thoughts of limitation and separation will you choose thoughts of compassion will you simply relax the mind and listen this this is what is not known. So this is why what I was sharing in the last segment about beginning to be in that frame of mind of not already knowing what you think is best or what you think should not happen or should happen. Relaxing the mind and being present. It's it's quite wonderful to stay in that space of being simply available to the highest and best in the moment without already knowing what it is. So a healed mind does not plan. Now, very often, I know for me, uh, I used to live in all kinds of fears about the future. So I would plan for the future. I'd be planning what to wear and what to eat and where to go and who to call and what to say. Constantly planning for the future so that I could look good and make the best decision and waste not and (laughs) want not and all of those concerns. But while I was in those plans for the future, 
I was not available to the present. I was not available to the highest and best in the moment because I had already decided what that could be, what that should be, what that might be. I had narrowed everything down to my little tiny perspective, which was the ego projection of what my plans and I, you know what? I'm going to cancel that thought because it's not my plan. My plan is God, God's plan, but the ego's plan to keep me stuck and small and distracted with distress. Distracted with distress. That's the ego's plan. So, in in lesson 135, paragraph nine, talks about defend the body, and you have attacked your mind. So when where when your mind is defending your choices, when your mind is planning as a means of defending, then we're not available for the healing, the opportunity, the divine guidance and inspiration that's available right now. And it is through being awake and open to the highest possibility in this moment that is our prosperity, it is our healing. It says here in paragraph 9, lesson 135, you will not see the mind as separate from bodily conditions. And you will impose upon the body all the pain that comes from the conception of the mind as limited and fragile and apart from other minds and separate from its source. Paragraph 10. There are thoughts in need of healing and the body will respond with health when they have been corrected and replaced with truth. Paragraph 11. A healed mind does not plan. It carries out the plans that it receives through listening to wisdom that is not its own. It waits until it has been taught what should be done and then proceeds to do it. It does not depend upon itself for anything except its adequacy to fulfill the plans assigned to it. I I would encourage you just to begin to practice this an hour at a time, one hour a day where you're going to Move out of your normal plan. Move out of what the the plan would normally be and instead just become available. Instead of eating the same thing, tune in and see, oh, what's the highest and best for me to eat? Instead of what you scheduled to eat when you went grocery shopping a week ago. Same thing with when you go to bed and when you go to sleep. I mean, when you wake up. Because we tend to do these things on autopilot without any sense of being tuned in. I know that uh, one of the things about me is I am very, very blessed in that I can sleep so soundly. And usually when I get into bed at night to go to sleep, I, 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 I start making prayers and I fall asleep while I'm making the prayers. And uh, if I really would like to quite a bit of prayers, I have to sit on the edge of the bed. I cannot lay down because I fall asleep so easily. I'm very, very blessed with that. And I usually just sleep right through until I'm done sleeping and then I wake up. And uh, But from time to time, spirit, or so it seems, will wake me up at three o'clock in the morning and there's just a wake up and all of a sudden I am completely alert and I might lay in bed to see if I'm going to fall back asleep but there's a certain kind of a tone a feeling tone and energy to it sometimes and I know there's not going to be any falling back asleep so I get up I don't fret I get up and I make a cup of tea, as I usually like to do, (laughs) and I will go and sit and make prayers. And I might pray and meditate for an hour or two, and then I'll feel sleepy and I will go back to bed, and then I'll sleep some more. And what, what I notice is that I wake up 
maybe after just an hour's sleep then, a, a nap really. So I might pray from 3 to 5 and then have a nap from 5 to 6 or something like that. I notice that I wake up feeling totally refreshed, renewed, and restored. And of course, during that period of being awake, that's one of the things that I energize is that I will wake refreshed, renewed, and restored, regardless of how long my nap is, whether it's 30 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever it is. And see, what I used to do, though, when spirit would wake me up at three o'clock in the morning it doesn't happen very often maybe a couple of times a year but when it happened in the past i would start to fret oh i'm not going to be well rested in the morning oh my day is going to be ruined oh no i'm i'm not going to have a great day oh no 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 it's going to you know set my body clock all different for the rest of the week now and how am i going to catch up on the sleep i've got such a busy where am i i'm already several days ahead and i've just like a domino effect ruined the next couple of days because right now in this moment there's an opportunity for me to pray and meditate and restore and i'm thinking that's not what should be happening i'm thinking i should be sleeping so it took me some time to learn this I I would have those kind of wake-up calls in the middle of the night, and I would wrestle with it. But the more I began to clarify and purify my mind and stop thinking that I knew what everything was for, and I began to ask, what is it for? I don't know what this, I don't know what this wake-up call is for. What is it for? I would start to hear, pray for this one. Pray for that one. Pray for the earth. Pray for the people. Pray for this, that. And I I learned, oh, okay, I can do that. And nothing was lost. Everything was gained. But you see, it required my willingness. I had to be willing to ask in order to learn and to know. So it is a moment-by-moment practice of awakening to divine guidance and inspiration. When I used to think I knew that that wake-up call was a mistake. Then, like a domino effect, the next few days, I would be disturbed, troubled. And I thought I was disturbed and troubled because of the quote-unquote lack of sleep. Oh no, now I can see that I was disturbed because A... I wasn't willing to listen to divine guidance. B, I had made the meaning of it that was negative. So here's a wonderful divine opportunity, and I'm labeling it as it shouldn't be happening. It's not good. And then I'm energizing that something bad has happened to me. A mistake has happened to me. I am being thwarted from being well-rested. So if I'm energizing that thought of lack, what am I going to experience? Lack. And I would literally do that, and I would really just make a sacrifice of the next few days. Now, the great thing is here, the one of the great lessons here is, The spirit never requires a sacrifice of anything of value. But the ego is always complaining that there's a sacrifice. Because the ego is a thought system of lack. And so the ego thought system is always about not having and trying to get, needing and wanting. So anytime your mind is going into needing, wanting, not having, trying to get. So you're either looking at the past and seeing that some mistake has been happening that has cost you dearly. You've lost money. You've lost sleep. You've lost love. You've lost something. Or you're looking at the future and you're trying to prevent a future loss. 
the good thing to know is you are identified with the ego in that moment and you can change your mind. I could choose peace instead of this. If I defend myself, I'm attacked. A healed mind does not plan. So we can shift our mind to the right mind. And then all the years or the moments that the locusts have eaten are given back to us because we realize, oh, wow, I was really bamboozled by the ego. I really bought that whole lack and attack story. I really did. But you see, all of our holiness is given back to us the minute we choose it because it's never gone anywhere. It's only that in our mind, we shut our mind off to it. So I invite you, if you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night ever, <laughs> like try something different. Get up, get out of bed, go pray and meditate for an hour or two hours and you don't feel renewed, refreshed, restored, invigorated with love. How could you not? If you're in meditation, it's time for me to take a break. Just like to remind you that you're listening to Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles. We're talking about walking the talk and living the love right here on Unity Online Radio, and I will be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back here and we're talking this week about divine guidance. 
And this is such a key thing because it really does make our lives so much easier. If we are not listening to divine guidance, what are we listening to? That's right. The devil. <laughs> no, ego. Which really does feel like the devil, doesn't it? Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever the devil feels like, I think it is ego. And in lesson 135, we're talking about the ways that we block divine guidance and inspiration. And in paragraph 14, it says here, it is perhaps not easy to perceive that self-initiated plans are but defenses with the purpose all of them were made to realize. They are means by which a frightened man would undertake its own mind, rather, would undertake its own protection at the cost of truth. Planning is not often recognized as a defense. When I first read this, I went, holy cow, this is brilliant. I never thought about how my need to make plans is defending myself. Oh my gosh, it's so true. So if I am defending myself, if I am busy defending myself, am I not planning to be attacked? Am I not expecting to be attacked? Am I not creating with my mind? Am I not making the attack with my mind? And even if the perceived attack never comes, have I not been experiencing it in my mind as I was planning for the attack? So let's say you're worried that um, your spouse or your coworker or your neighbor or somebody is going to attack you for some reason. So you're planning to prevent that attack. You're planning to thwart that attack. You're planning to deal with that kind of attack, right? This is what I was saying in the first segment that I used to live in that space just really 10 hours a day, probably. And what was I doing? Of course, I was projecting the attack. So even if the attack never seemed to materialize in form, in other words, if my neighbor, my coworker, my boss, my lover, my friend never actually attacked me in form, I'd already been going through the attack for hours and hours and hours as I was preparing to defend myself against it. So this is the thing for us to realize. What what toll does that take on the physical body and the emotional body, right? Doesn't it affect your adrenaline? Doesn't it affect, your, aren't you living in the fight or flight syndrome if you're preparing for attack, if you think you might be attacked, if you're defending yourself in your mind? Can that possibly be healing and nourishing to the physical, emotional, and mental body? No, no. So you see what an act of love and kindness it is to recognize, I'm not interested in living that way anymore. So instead of planning to defend myself in the event of attack and defending myself now, preparing, rehearsing for the actual attack by rehearsing the attack now. It's exactly the same kind of thing that, you know, there, there are so many um, wonderful, wonderful stories and testimonies and scientific research around athletes preparing for Olympic events and world record-setting events, and what do they do? They visualize themselves experiencing the breakthrough, breaking their own record, besting themselves, winning the race, giving their very best effort with ease and with grace. This is one of the most effective tools that athletes have. Right? So if what we're doing is we're preparing for attack, so we're defending ourselves now in our mind, are we not going through a whole physical scenario, emotional scenario, 
that has its repercussions. It's exhausting. It's stressful. Never mind that it's energizing that we are expecting to be disappointed, upset, hurt, attacked, afraid, worried, guilty, ashamed, all those things. Is that what you would, if you loved a child, would you teach them to behave that way? No. So let us retrain ourselves and love ourselves. Planning is not often recognized as a defense. Lesson 135, paragraph 15, it says, The mind engaged in planning for itself is occupied in setting up control of future happenings. Right? Control of future happenings. How many of us can control future happenings? Um, none. No, it's not possible to control future happenings. It does not think that it will be provided for unless it makes its own provisions. Is that the truth of it? If we are planning for the future in order to try to control future happenings and prevent loss, upset, to try to control circumstances, situations, relationships, then are we not moving from the thought system that says we will not be provided for, like the lilies of the field and the birds. We won't be provided for. No, we have to prepare. We have to make our own provisions. So if that's our belief system, it is a system of lack. What is that belief in lack going to produce? Lack. It's already producing lack because there's already a lack of divine guidance, insight, love, etc., etc., perceived, but only because we're choosing to block it by trying to control for the future and provide for ourselves instead of the I am that I am. The mind that plans is thus refusing to allow for change. The mind that plans is thus refusing to allow for abundance and prosperity and healing and harmony and wisdom and the fullness of God's love. Enough already, huh? Dominoes. Click, 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 click. Then we get to paragraph 18. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? What could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently Planned by one whose only purpose is your good. A Course in Miracles, Lesson 135, Paragraph 18. Oh, can you trust that? What is the difference between trust and faith? Trust is what you do in your experience, in your human experience of time and space. You place your faith in God. That is what trust is that you will be provided for, and you do not have to control the circumstances. And the only way to learn how to do that is to do it. You just do it. And just like we were talking before about the athletes visualizing, and isn't that what worry is? Worry is the negative use of faith. So if you find yourself worrying, say, oh, this is where I'm going to stop Imagining things not going well and futurizing in that way. Instead, see if you can relax your mind, partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and say, show me the highest and best that can unfold. Show me the loving choices that I can make in order to call forth the highest and best for all concerned. I'm interested in the highest and best for all concerned because I am one with them. And this is my holy opportunity to change my mind and change my life and align in trust and faith to live the life I'm destined to live. 
while healing the emotional, the mental, and the physical body through the active practice of trust and faith. This is how we can court divine guidance and insight and wisdom. And it's a moment-by-moment practice. And the great thing is, is whenever we're distressed, it's time to recalibrate. We have fallen out of sync with our divinity. We have unplugged from divine guidance and instead thought, oh, we need to control. I need to futurize, fantasize about the past, defend myself, attack someone else. Control and manipulate. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we can change our minds, that we can choose peace instead of disharmony. Instead of something false, we can choose the real and the truth. This week in Living a Course in Miracles, as I said before, we have Reverend Maria Felipe. And uh, I'm so excited to share with her. Our topic is Unbreak Your Heart this week. So if you or anyone you know feels like they have been suffering from a broken heart or they're harboring something from the past that they don't seem to be able to let go of, two classes this week totally free for you at livingacourseinmiracles.com. If you missed the last four classes with me and Colin Tipping and Regina Dawn Akers, you can, you can purchase the downloads, you can purchase the replays and the transcripts and all of that. You can purchase the CD set. But we still have 12 free classes for you at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Oh, yes. And you can also be my daily prayer partner at jenniferhadley.com. So those are resources for you. Let's place our hand on our heart right now and become wholehearted in divine service to love. So grateful to relinquish control, to get the dominoes out of the system altogether and to be in the free flow of love. This is our prayer. We're consciously choosing the free flow of love, inspiration, and divine guidance right now. We are holy and completely aligned with spirit. We share the benefits of our holy walk of love with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, I love you. Have a great rest of your week and enjoy peace.